wide. Hey, welcome to church today. Come on, how you doing this morning? You guys doing all right? Merry Christmas. Want to welcome everybody. Want to welcome everybody that's watching us online right now. Hey, thank you for tuning in and staying connected to Passionate Life Church. Can you believe it's Christmas already? Come on. Like, man, we waited a long time and then bam, it's here. And so, uh, man, it's just so great to gather together uh, and celebrate Jesus. Man, we kicked it off last night. We had an awesome uh, first service last night. Amazing uh, time. And listen, COVID has stolen a lot of celebrations from us this year, but it wasn't going to steal Christmas, okay? Come on. And so we just, we just wanted to do something over the top that just celebrated the birth of Jesus. I mean, how awesome was that, uh, you know, this morning, just the worship team. And, and man, they put so much work into it. And uh, man, I just want to thank them so much for all that hard work. And, and it, was, it was really awesome. And we expect another level next year, right? Come on. Like, that's it. You just... <laughs> Uh, we are in a series, we're wrapping up a series this morning called The Wonder of Christmas. Before we, we get into it, before we get into it, I just want to talk about what's happening uh, next month because it's really important for our church, and that is we'll be entering into a 21 days of prayer and fasting in, in January, and, and uh, some of you, and, I, and I've been having great conversations with many of you. Some of you have never uh, done a fast before, certainly not a corporate fast before, or maybe you fasted and, and it's been years since you've actually done a fast. Uh, I'm going to declare it right now. January of 2021 will be the most powerful time of your life. It's going to be an awesome season, okay? Listen, don't be intimidated. We are going to help you. I'm going to preach on fasting in January. Uh, Pastor Don and Pastor Ben, uh, after each service, will have resources. We'll answer any questions uh, for you in January. Listen, this has been a hard year. We've all gone through difficult things, and we've all, man, we've all picked up some things, some baggage of this this year. Some of the baggage we didn't even know we picked up. We we have it. And, and listen, Jesus says very specifically that some of these things don't. We can't get rid of some of these things unless we fast and pray, unless we get serious about our spiritual life with Jesus. And I'm just believing, man, breakthrough is going to happen in January. Uh, man, man, I just believe that your, your faith is going to be supercharged. And, it, and it's really something that affects your, your mind, body, and soul. And, and I just believe that 2021 is going to be an awesome year because it's going to be our greatest year spiritually with Jesus. Amen? Come on. So I want, I want to get you fired up. I want to get you pumped up for 2021 and the fast in January. It's just going to be a powerful, powerful time for us as a church. And really believing again that God is going to do great things. Amen? So let's recap the series really quick and then we'll, we'll jump into it. Uh, last night I had to do the turbo version because we had the kids in here. And I had these kids just staring at me playing with glow sticks, saying, you better hurry up because I need to see Santa Claus, okay? And so last night was the turbo version. This morning is going to be the paste version, okay? It's going to be good. Uh, and so let's recap really quick. Part one of this series, we talked about 
the wonder of Christmas. And that, that word that I believe that the Holy Spirit gave me was anticipation. And, and this year has really, man, taken anticipation out of us, right? It's like I'm anticipating the next lockdown, you know what I mean? Like, that's not good, right? And, and so, we, we, man, this year is kind of taking the anticipation away from us. And we, we, we've gone into this mindset of, man, I just want to survive a day, another week, another month. Let me just get through. Let me just survive this year. And I believe that God wants to change our mindset in 2021. And he wants us to start praying big prayers again. He wants us to begin to start anticipating that God is going to give us breakthrough, that he's going to give us blessing, that he's going to, that we're going to receive promises in 2021 that, man, we've been holding on to. But we need to get anticipation back. We need to get our wonder back that God wants to do great things in our lives. And then last week we talked about the wonder of peace. And, and listen, some of you, man, Jesus is, is with us, okay? But for some of us, Jesus has been sleeping, and he's just waiting for us to awaken him to the issues in our lives. We just kind of been, uh, man, this year has just been kind of on cruise control, and then, listen, God wants to be awakening in our lives. He wants to stop the storms in our life, and he's given us this thing called peace. The Hebrew word for it is shalom. Come on, everybody say shalom. Shalom. I like to I like to add baby on the end of it. Shalom, baby. Come on, it just sounds good, right? Just like shalom, baby. I already feel peace. Come on, like some yeah, it feels good, right? And and basically it's this supernatural peace that God promises us that is not attached to anything uh, as far as an outward circumstance. So the, the world could literally be melting down and we can have shalom because we know that God is in control, right? No matter what is happening around us, we have faith that God is in control, amen? Today, part three, the wonder of Christmas, the wonder of God's love. The wonder of God's love. Now, before we pray and we, we get into this, this word, and we're going to do a whole series in February on love, and so I don't want to take away from that, but just the mention of that word love, what has happened in our culture and society is that word has been so watered down. That word has been so commercialized and materialized in and, 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 and our culture and society today that that word is, is it really doesn't mean a whole lot. And the love of God, listen to me today, the love of God is literally the most powerful thing in the universe. It's what created everything. God is love. He, he is love. And, and, and our culture has done such a, a poor job of just watering down that word and the meaning of that word. Because let me tell you, the love of God literally changes everything. The love of God changes everything. Come on, let's pray and then we'll get into God's word. This morning, Father, I thank you for this moment. I thank you for every person that's here today. It is because of your love, God, that we're here this morning, that people are watching online. It is because of your love. And Father, we just, we receive your love. We thank you for our love this morning. God, I just pray that I would get out of the way this morning. God, let it just be your voice and not mine today. God, we love you and we thank you. Open our hearts and minds. 
receive your word this morning. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. Uh, we're going to read First John this morning. And what I love about John is John is, if you were to pick his specialty, the, the Apostle John, it would have been love, right? He actually, when he wrote the Gospel of John, he refers to himself in the third person as the disciple that Jesus loved. Like, come on, he's got some issues too, right? Like, you know, you, you, I think we forget that how young the disciples were. Like, they saw Jesus as a, as a dad, as a father figure, or even an older brother, right? And they were all competing Right? Who is number one? I can imagine John having some private conversations with Jesus saying, like, I'm your favorite, right? Like, you like me the best, right? Come on. You said that I wasn't going to die and everybody else got mad. Right? Like, you, you really like me the best, right? Like, and, and, so, and so he writes that in his, his gospel, I'm the beloved, right? Like, the one that Jesus loved. And, and man, John just, man, he got it. And, and all throughout his, his book, he's, he's kind of just leaning into Jesus, kind of holding, holding him, and just like, he just loved God. And, and he understood how much Jesus loved him and how much God loved us. And so let's read 1 John 3. One today out of the message. He says this What marvelous love the Father has extended to us. Just look at it. Just look at it. Just, just look at it. Sometimes, as, as, as a preacher, I feel like that's all I'm doing. I'm like, just look at the scripture. Just, just look at it. See it. Devour it. Consume it. Because it's literally the only thing that can change our lives. And, and, and John is saying, man, just look at God's love. You can actually see it. We're called children of God. And I love this. That's who we really are. You see, in, in, in society, in our current culture today, people are saying, identify with whatever you want to identify with, right? And many of us, we identify what we do for a living with our career or our we identify with a certain group, right? And, and this is what the world says to identify. And, and John is saying here, no, 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 no. As, as children of God, our identity should be in Christ, in Christ alone. And, and really nothing else matters as long as we find our identity in Jesus. This is what the man, this marvelous love of God does. It allows us to identify ourselves with a son and a daughter of the Most High. What an amazing gift we've been given. That no matter what we're going through, we identify as a son and a daughter. This is who we really are. He says this, but that's also why the world doesn't recognize us or take us seriously because it has no idea who he is or what he's up. I, uh, I was raised in the church. I grew up, uh, I'm a preacher's kid, and my dad's dad was a preacher, and, and his dad was a preacher, and, and there were lots of preachers, okay? And we, so I was raised in the church, and when I was about 14 years old, something happened in our church, and, and uh, I, I just, I was just like, you know what, I, this isn't for me, and, and began to start drinking at 14, doing drugs at 15, and, and just kind of walked away from, from the faith, and, and uh, for about seven years. So now, 
I grew up in that era, and some of you grew up in this era, the hell and brimstone era. Come on, anybody out there, right? Every week, I know what we're, I know what pastor's preaching. He's preaching on hell, okay? Like, I know what's coming, right? And, and when I grew up in this era, and I was literally, every day of my life, I, I was afraid to go to hell, okay? Uh, seriously, I was like 10 years old, and, and I put gum in my brother's hair, and I was just like, Lord, please forgive me. Do not send me to hell, right? Like, and so I, I literally had this, this type of mindset. Uh, I was afraid that God was going to send me to hell or, or that he would return. Come on, he would return and I would be left behind and my whole family would, would go and I'd be by myself, okay? And so I had this, this fear. And, 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 and here's something that's really important for us to understand. Um, I, I was away from God for about seven years of my life and it wasn't the fear of hell that brought me back to God. It wasn't the fear of hell that brought me back to God. I was, you know, doing drugs and alcohol. I was seriously in that type of lifestyle. It was the love of God. It was the love of God. I didn't understand the love of God. It was the love of God that was relentlessly pursuing me. King David says, man, your love pursues me all the days of my life. That's what God's love is. It's constantly pursuing us. Even though we screw up, even though we reject God over and over and over with the way we live our life, God's love continues to pursue us. God's love is relentlessly coming after us. And it was the realization and the understanding how much God loves me, even though I'm a train wreck and a mess and I continue to screw up, that His love never disappears. His love is always there. It was the love of God that brought me back to Jesus. Here's the thing about God's love. The love of God compels people to do something. We can actually see the love of God. It's something that we can see. That's why John says, look at it. And, and the love of God compels people to do something. And, and this year has been hard for a lot of different organizations and churches and one of the things that I just believe that the Holy Spirit convicted us and our staff on here at Passionate Life Church is that we should do more, okay? Well, we should do more than we ever have before because there's so many people that are hurting and so many more people in need. People are losing jobs and, and all types of stuff. And so we're just like, man, we're just going to do more. We, we want to show people what love looks like. Listen, love looks like making 300 care packages for our homeless outreach. Go ahead and, and put up that first slide. This is our, our, uh, the tag that, that went on each bag um, that was handed out. Our, our life group, uh, the Loopy Loomers, come on, they're amazing life group. They knit all year long uh, um, hats and gloves and scarves uh, for, for our homeless outreach. We partner with, a, with an outreach called Urban Outreach. Uh, Pastor Isaac and Jamie, they're just an amazing people. And they were one of three homeless uh, outreaches that stayed open during the pandemic. Everybody else closed down. And they're like, man, we just feel like we need to stay open. And so what you did as a church is you provided 300 care packages that they get to give out at, at their church um, on Thursday night. They, they make a gourmet meal for them. They preach the gospel. And this is what we're part of here at Passion Life Church. Every Thursday night, man, they got to hand these care packages to these homeless 
people and just show them the love of Jesus. To just show them, hey, you are not invisible to God. God loves you. Listen, love looks like something. Love looks like making care packages for families that have had premature babies. These, these love packages. Now you're like, now why, why, Pastor? Well, why do you guys do this? We do this because this, this is really personal to us. Go ahead and uh, put the picture up there. This is Pastor, Pastor Lismar, and, and um, she's got all of the bags. We, now we went over the top and we created these, these care packages, these love packages for these families that have had premature babies. And, and um, why this is such a big deal to us is because Pastor Lismar and my brother Nate, um, go ahead and put the picture of Lukey up. This is Lukey. Uh, he was born at 25 weeks. Okay, this is him at 25 weeks. Uh, each parent uh, gets one of these uh, in the NICU. And, and listen, it, maybe you've known somebody who's been through this. This is one of the most darkest times as a parent's life. The percentages are way against you, uh, especially in someone like Luke at 25 weeks. It, it, it's, it's not good that he's even going to live. You have a child that's going to live. And then if they do live, the percentages are really high that, man, they're going to have a lot of disabilities. They're going to have lots of struggles in life. And why this is so important to us is because, you know, Lukey was born at 25 weeks. And, and I, I just remember some five years ago, and today's the day that he was born, um, that, that they had the emergency surgery uh, to, to get him out. And, and, and so today's the day, you know, that, that, God brought him into this life. And let me tell you, God did a supernatural miracle in his life. I mean, Pastor Lismar could tell you there was angels um, in the delivery room with them. And, and it was just, a, just an awesome moment. And what we want to do is we want to bring hope to these families because Lukey is completely healthy. He's got no major disabilities. And, and man, he is a walking miracle. And so this is so important to us because we've seen what God can do in this moment, this dark moment, this, this moment that's really difficult for a lot of these, these families. Man, we just, bring, we just want to bring the hope of Jesus and, and let them know, man, you, God sees you in this moment. You see, love looks like something. John said you can see the love of God. And as the church, that we're called to be the body of Christ. We're, we're called to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And, and that looks like something. Love looks like sacrificial giving to needy families in our community. Giving to 134 kids from 35 different families. Come on, that's what you did as a church. Come on, you can be proud of yourself. Man, there's, there's going to be 35 families in our community that would not have a Christmas meal and have no presents under the tree this year. You want to talk about depressing. You want, you want to talk about low moment. It was going to be a low moment for the 134 people. But man, you were the hands and feet of Jesus. You gave sacrificially. And you said, man, I want these families to have a Christmas. I want them to have joy this year. And be able to have good Christmas dinner. And, and see Christmas presents. Like, love looks like something. Love compels God's people to do something because you can see the love of God. Let's go to the next one. This is the organization, Littleton Family Services. 
that we partnered with, and they're just in the community. Uh, they know all of these needy families, and, and they run a, a food bank, and, and then they're just like, man, the need was double this year than it was last year. And so and we partnered with them and just poured out the love of God. Go to the next one. This is our guys bringing out all of the presents in garbage bags. There were so many presents. We loaded up in the truck. And man, it's just sacrificial giving. And so thank you so much for giving to that. Love looks like giving to our Ukrainian orphanage. There's three orphanages that we, we support uh, in the Ukraine. And one of them uh, is a special needs orphanage. And uh, many of these kids are disregarded. Uh, some of them are there because parents don't want them or cannot financially support them anymore. And, and this is a whole orphanage is a, 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 of children who have disabilities. And, and listen, in the Ukraine is not like here in America. They don't have really great facilities. And so what we do here as a church is we, we give uh, to these three orphanages and we uh, provide a, a Christmas dinner for them and and presents for them. You can go ahead and uh, put up that picture. The, these are the actual presents that the kids get uh, for Christmas. And we, man, we put a meal on for all of them. And then um, in the summer, because our American dollar goes a long way there, we're able to provide camps uh, for all of the kids, sports camps. And I'm going to put this picture. This is actually one of the pictures of one of the camps that we provide for the kids all year long. You see, love Love looks like something, right? Like, like this is what John is seeing. You can see the love of God. And if the church is being the hands and feet of Jesus, if we're making up the body of Christ, then we should look like something in our community and in the world. Thank you for being the church this year. I know it's been a hard year, but you were able to touch so many people to Jesus. So many people this year have known, man, I've been seen by God. I know that I'm not alone. There's some people out there that love me. They don't even know me. Like that's what God's love looks like. John 3, 16 through 17. John says this, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son. You see, God says love looks like something, Right? It looks like something. I'm just not going to talk about how much I love you. No, no, I'm going to show you how much I love you by giving you the most valuable thing that I have, and that is my son, Jesus, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And if you give your life to my son, Jesus, you will have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. What an amazing gift God gave us. That he would send his son, who is God, who helped create us, right? He would come as a, as a baby, put human skin on, live among us. Why? So he knew exactly what we're going through. Man, we have a God who knows exactly what we're going through, the struggles and the pains that we're going through. Man, God knows. He's been where we've been. He's such a compassionate and loving God. Apostle Paul says this in Ephesians 3, 18 and 19. And may you have the power 
to understand that when we receive Jesus, we receive the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's through the power of the Holy Spirit that allows us to begin to understand the love of God. He says this, as all God's people should know how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is. Come on. God's love is so wide. It is so deep for us. It's always pursuing us. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. And what he's meaning there is that we won't fully understand God's love until we're face-to-face with God. I mean, we just won't fully understand it until we're face-to-face with Jesus. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. And it's, it's God's love that literally changes everything. His love is so deep, it's so wide, it is relentless, and it is always pursuing us. Uh, David says this in Psalms, Psalms 31, 21 through 22 about God's love. He says, praise the Lord, for he has shown me the wonders of his unfailing love. God's love never fails. We fail. I fail all the time. But God's love never fails. David, who failed all the time, that's why he's writing this. Man, I fail. I mess up. I screw up all of the time. But God, your love continues to pursue me. It's relentless. It never fails. God's love is undefeated. It is always there. God is always there loving us no matter what we're going through. It is unfailing. He kept me safe when my city was under attack. In panic, I cried out. I am cut off from the Lord, but you heard my cry for mercy and answered my call for help. I got three points this morning, quick points that I want to go through from this passage about God's love. Number one, God's love keeps me safe from the enemy. God's love keeps us safe from the enemy. Listen, we have a real enemy. His name is the devil. His name is Satan, okay? He's seeking to kill, steal, and destroy our lives. He is not a fictional character. He is not a cartoon character. He is real, and he wants to destroy us. He wants to kill us. And what David is saying here is that God's love literally protects us from the enemy. It keeps us safe from the attacks of the enemy. God's love never fails, and it protects me, keeps me safe. Number two, God's love is filled with mercy. One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible is that God's mercy is new every single morning. Come on, who who needs that? Come on. Every morning you wake up. Come on, man, somebody, this is going to change you. Every morning, I want you to think about tomorrow morning, you wake up in the morning, boom, God's mercy is anew. You have a clean slate with God today. Come on, you had a bad day yesterday. You woke up this morning. God's mercy are brand new for your life. You got a clean slate today. Come on, God's got great things in store for you. Come on, walk in the promises of God because His mercies are anew every single morning. God's love is so filled with mercy. 
so filled with mercy that he can love us. And we screw up all the time. One of the things we're going to talk about in February is that love doesn't need approval. That's one of the biggest things in our society today. People associate approval with love, and that's not true. Anybody who has kids knows exactly what I'm talking about. Our kids are naughty. They don't approve about their naughtiness, right? We didn't even teach them how to be naughty, right? They just they're born naughty, you know what I mean? Like, they do naughty all by themselves, right? And, and we, but we still love them, right? We still love them through it, even though we don't approve of them. And this is God's mercy. He doesn't approve of our, our the, you know, the things that we do, but he still loves us. And he has this unfailing love for us. Number three, God's love answers with help. God's love comes with help. When Jesus and John, he's talking about the Holy Spirit. And one of the words that he uses for the Holy Spirit is helper. He says the Holy Spirit is the helper. I'm going to send you. It's going to be better that I'm gone. He's telling the disciples it's going to be better that I leave. And they're like, no, it's not. He's like, yes, it is. No, it's not. It's going to be better. Listen to me. Because you're going to have the Spirit of God inside of you. The power of the Holy Spirit will be inside of you. You're going to have this power to experience God's love and to love people because God loved us first. God's love answers with help. God wants to help us. I want to end with, with this passage this morning, Romans 5, 7 through 9. This is the Apostle Paul again. He says this, now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person. I just want you to think about this for a moment. Think about someone that you don't like. Do not elbow the person sitting next to you, okay? Like, I don't like you today. Like you're just thinking about maybe you know them, maybe you don't know them, maybe it's a coworker, maybe it's a family member, maybe it's a cousin. I don't, I don't know. Like, somebody you just, oh, I just can't stand them. They just drive you up the wall, okay? Maybe you don't know them. Maybe it's just somebody, you know, in society that you're just like, I don't like them. Okay, now, if they were going to death row, right, and you could substitute your life for life, your life, would you do it? You can be honest in church today. My answer would be no, okay? Like, not going to happen, right? Like, we wouldn't do that. We wouldn't just sacrifice our life for someone you know, that's not a good person that we don't like. And, and most of us, we really wouldn't die for anybody outside of our, 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 our close family. Unless you're in the military and you're just wired that way. And man, you're just selfless. And again, man, if you've served in the military, thank you so much for your selfless service and fighting for our country and, and willing to lay down your life for a bunch of people that are ungrateful and would never ex know what you've done for us. And, and Sacrifice for our freedom. Thank you so much for that. But most of us, we won't even die for a good person. Paul's like, man, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. Maybe. Now just think about what, what Jesus does for us. 
He dies for every single person, even people that use his name in vain, even people that, 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 that dec- you know, declare that they hate him and they want to you know, take, take the Bible out of our country and, and everything. Like, like, Jesus dies for those people. He sacrifices his life for everyone. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we're we're still sinners. And here's the thing, we're all in the same category, and that's sinner. We're all sinners. We've all fallen short of God's great mercy and his grace. We've all fallen short. We're all in the same category here today. Jesus died for us while we were all sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, He will certainly save us from God's condemnation. What's condemnation? Condemnation is what Satan brings on us. This is what the enemy brings on us. The enemy wants us to stay in our shame. The enemy wants to stay, have us stay in our guilt. And, and it just wants to stay in this negative mindset that, man, 2020 is not going to be, you know, 2021 is not going to be any different than, than 2020. Just, man, this is what Satan, this is how Satan attacks us. He lies to us. And he just wants us to stay immobile as a church. And, and just, man, it's not, it's going to be the same thing. Everything's going to be terrible. Just stay in your shame. Stay in your guilt. Stay in your addiction. See, the Holy Spirit brings hope. The Holy Spirit brings conviction. The Holy Spirit brings help and says, come on, you're better than that. I got a hope and a future for your life. Come on, dig in. I got great things in store for your life and your marriage and your kids. Come on, I got got great things in store for you. I just need you to press into my love because my love is unfailing. My love will pursue you all the days of your life. Listen, listen, everything works out for the good for those who love God. If you love God today, you're going to work it out. Receive his shalom. Take back the wonder that the birth of Jesus brought to us. Take back that wonder. Start anticipating 2021 is going to be different. Why? Because we're going to be closer to Jesus than we ever have before. Because we're going to press in. We're going to press into that love. We're going to press into His mercies anew every single morning. We're not going to stay in our guilt. We're not going to stay in our shame. We're not going to stay in our mess. Man, every single day, our, man, our goal is to get closer to Jesus. I'm telling you, 21 will be the greatest years, year of our life. If it's the greatest year spiritually. And that's what I'm praying for our church. I'm praying that, man, every single one of us awakens the Holy Spirit that's inside of us. This is God, have your way this year. This year is going to be different. I'm going to lean in to your love. I'm going to be the hands and feet of Jesus because love looks like something. Come on, let's bow our heads and close our eyes this morning. I would encourage you to do the same thing as you're watching online. Maybe you'd say, This morning, Pastor, I've never said yes to Jesus. I've never experienced the love of God. Or maybe, man, this year's been hard and and you're you're here this morning or you're watching online and you just need to recommit your life to Jesus. As 
we go into a new year. You just need to recommit your life. Of, and you're going to receive God's love this year coming up. I want to encourage you, don't go another Christmas without God's love in your life. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If that's you this morning, just slip up your hand. I just want to pray with you today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. You can put your hands down. Thank you, Jesus. And I would just ask this morning that we'd all repeat this prayer as we help those making the greatest decision of their life today. Dear Jesus, I thank you for what you did on that cross. And I ask this morning that you would forgive me of all my sins, that you would come into my life and be my Lord and King. And from this day forward, I will follow you and receive your love. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's give them a hand clap today. Heaven is rejoicing. Thank you so much for staying connected to Passionate Life Church. If you'd like more information, you can email us at passionatelifechurch at gmail.com. Be sure to like, subscribe, or share this with a friend. Thanks again, and we'll see you soon.